Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. I'm running a bit on a skeleton crew, so I'm going to be operating everything. So if the slide misses, just give me a second. I'll try my best. Um, tonight we'll have one song, and then Brian has our announcements. Two more songs, and then Drew has our lesson this evening. Our first song is Cornerstone. It's on the overhead only. Cornerstone. Good evening. I have a couple announcements to go over with, go over with you all. Um, the flights from Peru have been canceled, so they are stuck in Peru right now. Um, right now, it looks like their first flight out is tomorrow morning. Uh, well, actually, tomorrow at noon. Um, and then the international flight, Tanya says, they're going to be scattered on two or three different planes on the way back. So they're going to be kind of staggered getting in here. Um, just remember them in your prayers. She's pretty frustrated. I think they all are probably. They're ready to come home. So keep them in your prayers. Um, and also, there will be a sign-up sheet Sunday for Fort Hill uh, camp. If you've got a child going to Fort Hill, you need to sign up on that sheet. 
Um, and that will be up there Sunday morning, if everyone's back from Peru. <laughs> Is there any other announcements to be made? Uh, would you bow me, please, we have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we're thankful for this day. Father, we're thankful for everything you do for us. Father, we pray that you would be with our mission team in Peru. Give them safe flights back here to us, Father. Father, we pray that we, you'd be with all those that are on our sick list. Be with the doctors and nurses that are attending to them. Father, be with us the rest of this week, Father. Help us to be the examples we need to be in our community. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our next song this evening is on the overhead only as well. It's Feel the Nails, or Can He Still Feel the Nails? Can he still feel the nails every time I fail? Can he hear the crowd cry, crucify again? Am I causing him pain when I know I've got to change? Cause I just can't bear the thought of hurting. song this evening before the lesson is 851 blue skies and rainbows if you would let stand for this song please blue skies and rainbows
Song of invitation is number 197. Have thine own way. Good evening. My, vo my voice is kind of um, acting up. I don't know why, but so you might have to, if I get real high pitch, uh, it's not because I'm nervous. So um, We're going to start with some scripture reading tonight. Um, if you want to turn in your Bibles to Exodus 20. 3 through 6, and I'm going to use my phone because my dog ate the third Bible in the past year of mine, so, yeah. Exodus 20, 3 through 6. And it says this, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. <clears throat> you shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. We're going to look at three more verses, then we're going to get into the lesson. We're going to go to 1 John 5.21. 1 John 5.21, and for those that are in Sunday school class, I would say that 1 John, like a hint to get there is it's right before 2 John. 1 John 5.21. And this is pretty short, pretty simple, but it says, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Next one's going to be Psalm 115. Four through eight. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. <clears throat> Gotta remember what I'm reading here. Four through eight. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel, feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. And the last one is in Romans. Um, I thought it would be a good idea to go Old Testament, New Testament, Old Testament, New Testament. 
um, just to make us flip through our Bibles some. So Romans 1, 21 through 23. It says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give, him, give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. All right, so through these, you can probably uh, estimate that tonight's lesson is going to be looking at idols. The first uh, thing I want to talk about is a story I read in a book, and it's called um, Gods at War. It's by a guy named Kyle Eidelman. I'm sure you all have, um, so if you've heard of him, he's, he's a pretty good preacher and author. So he was talking about a trip that he took to India to, on a mission trip. And when he got there, um, they kind of did their normal mission trip things, but they took him to um, the house he was going to stay at. And the house he was staying at was obviously... Um, was an Indian family who were not Christian. Um, and, and if you've ever been in um, a house like that, um, from that someone who, who uh, is Hindu or Indian, they will a lot of times have idols, little actual idols, um, in every room. And um, Kyle Adam was writing his book, he's like, this was just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, no matter what room you went into, there was some God um, idol in a certain part of the room. And he said the craziest thing about it, besides the fact that they had you know, so many different gods that they would worship and have them in different rooms, was the fact that every single thing, um, decorations were set up in the room to face that. And um, like their chairs or couch or whatever, it was all facing those, those idols. And he thought, man, that is just weird you know, to me. And he kind of laughed about it a little bit. And he said he didn't really realize how, um, and, you know, that it really wasn't that crazy. Whenever he got home, he said he put his luggage on the couch. And he looked at his room and the couch and the chairs and everything were facing the TV. And he kind of, it was like an eye-opening moment. Like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we just have different idols that we're looking at. So we're going to kind of be talking a little bit about what idols look like now and kind of pinpoint some in our lives so I just have a few things written down it's not very lengthy but I looked up idols in the dictionary um, it might have been Wikipedia but I think it's the dictionary so um, there was two definitions the first one was the worship of idols pretty pretty basic uh, definition but the the second definition I thought was a little bit more um, relatable to us today. It said extreme admiration, love or reverence for something or someone. And the first thing I thought of when I read that is, okay, well, that right there, if you read that on its own, it would not be a sin. So, and then I started thinking, there's probably a lot of idols that we have in our lives that are not sin or are not idols. Um, and I started just thinking of some, like for, for, um, for me, an easy idol would be food, like I love to eat, okay? Um, but for some, that it's not an idol. They just eat, because we got to eat, right? But it can quickly turn into something that replaces um, where God ranks in our lives. And that can be any type of, um, any type of sin. And then I started looking at it a little bit farther, 
And, it's, and I kind of wrote down some stuff. It says, a lot of people think of like different sins that we commit. Um, and you can think in your head, any type of sin that you struggle with or that you know of, it all comes back to idolatry. No matter what the sin is, and I, and I think it's for this reason. Idolatry isn't just one of many sins. It's, it's one great sin that all other sins come from. Um, so whatever you're struggling with in your life, and until that God is dethroned, meaning that um, that's not the thing that you focus your mind on all the time. That's the constant thing you're thinking about. Because um, that can quickly take place because our thoughts are supposed to be geared towards God. Um, idolatry isn't an issue Um, he wrote this in a book he said it is the issue we think about uh, a lot of times how silly we think the Israelites were for falling into like worshipping idols Um, Psalm 106 um, talked about it said that um, they traded um, basically they were worshipping idols instead of worshipping God so they traded God the creator um, for a God of their own creation I thought that was a pretty, pretty telling line. And I think that a lot of things in our lives, if we're looking at it, it could be work or television or our phones. or um, And when I say these, none of these are bad on the surface, right? It's not wrong to, to work. We, we're told to work. It's not wrong to watch television or spend time with our families or our kids or watch, watch sports, which I love to do or watch my kid play a sport. But any, any of those can turn into an idol whenever that is our main focus and that is our main um, source of happiness and drive in our life. Um, and those, th- those were really things that I had never really thought of until um, you know, not too long ago. Um, so anything that takes away from what God desires of us is idolatry. And uh, so what I'm challenging you this week is to maybe look, look at your life and as you're praying to reveal things in our lives that are um, possible idols. I think in America we think of idols like we would um, that Kyle Alderman saw in, in these houses. Um, but I, I would, I would kind of think that we may have some of the, the largest idols that we don't even think about. And... Um, so I want, you, I want to, and I'm challenging myself too to, to look at those things and think, what do I spend the majority of my day doing and what do I spend the majority of my day thinking about? Um, and that's what I'm going to try to work on. And that's all I've got. So if we want to close uh, with a word of prayer and then we'll close out for the night. Dear God, we thank you for this uh, time to, to come together and to, to learn a little bit and to challenge each other to draw closer to you. Um, a lot of times where we live, we, we think of um, church and we think of you and the things that we're doing and following and doing the right thing for you. And I challenge us to uh, maybe look a little bit deeper and to focus more on you and, instead of other things that can quickly um, take up space in our mind and in our hearts. Um, just thank you again for everyone here and just be with those who aren't, especially those who are traveling Um, back from Peru on a mission trip. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for the sun. Father, we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, and the love that he had for us, Father. Father, as we prepare to go to our classes, we ask that you be with the teachers, give them a recollection of what they studied, so they may present it in a way that we can apply it to our lives so we may better serve thee. Be with those that are sick, those that are traveling, we ask, especially with those the, on, the, on the mission trip, Father, that you, that you hold them in your hand and bring them home safely. Forgive us for our sins, Father, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.